Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Of course, we're coming to you live from the park at UBS Arena, presented by Northwell. And the Islanders, that puck drops at 2 o'clock against the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, which, by the way, I do like the Islanders to win today. We just had Benny Hogue on. He feels the same way. Uh, I do like the Rangers to beat the Flyers. And actually, I like the Devils to beat Montreal as well. So I'm on all the New York teams today when it comes to uh, the NHL. That's for sure. We started the show. Told you to take the Houston Cougars. Uh, minus two and a half against Baylor. Sure enough, right now at the half, they're up 41 to 25. So hopefully you took my advice. A little bit later on, uh, men's college basketball getting you ready. March Madness will be here right around the corner. Washington going up against Arizona at 2 o'clock. Duke going up against Wake Forest at 2. I do like Wake Forest here to win outright on the money line. They're uber desperate. They need a good win against Duke in order to make sure that they solidify uh, their invite to the big dance. 14-0 and at home, shooting 42% from, uh, from behind uh, the arc. Meanwhile, the uh, Blue Devils... 4-4-1 and one against the spread on the road. Then also at 4 o'clock, you got Alabama going up against Kentucky. I do like Kentucky here. Their defense only allowing 65 points per game, 12-4 and four straight up at home. They as well shooting 42% from downtown. And Alabama, good at home, but not as great on the road, only averaging 77 points per game. And then, of course, later on tonight, the big one, Villanova going up against UConn. UConn looking to get back into the win column after a disappointing loss against Creighton, and I believe that they do. So a lot of men's basketball, college men's basketball taking place. Uh, of course, we spent a lot of time already on the show talking about the Knicks as they are hosting the Boston Celtics tonight. That should be a good one if you're heading out to the Garden. Good for you. That's going to be a fun Saturday night. But let's spend some time talking some NFLs because some big news came down yesterday, and that is the cap space for the NFL now has increased $30.6 million. That's a 13.6 increase. Uh, so now the cap space for teams in the NFL heading into the 2024-2025 season is $255.4 million. Now, why such a huge increase? It's the biggest increase in cap space in the NFL since the, the mid to late 90s. So why the increase? Well, apparently the league had to pay back benefits um, from the COVID year of 2020. So with the new TV deals that came out and just, you know, the uh, enormous amount of money that the NFL is making because all of these ESPN, right, Fox, NBC, now, of course, you've got, you know, uh, what it, uh, Amazon, and I'm trying to think all the other, like, uh, digital... There you go. Peak. Thank you, Harvey. You know, Amazon, Peacock, like everybody's competing and bidding. It's become a bidding war uh, for these NFL games. It, it's just, uh, you know, the NFL is making money hand over fist. So, um, so that compounded with a league payback in regard to benefits from the COVID year of 2020. That is why it is a 13.6 
increase. So what does this mean for the Jets? It means right now they've got about $15 million in cap space. Uh, better than they were, that's for sure. Not great, but better than they were. As for the Giants, $32 million in cap space, uh, which, is, which you know, obviously puts them in a good situation. There are th because of this move, there are three teams that were under the cap that now are above the cap, the 49ers, the Green Bay Packers, and the Seattle Seahawks, uh, but also how this cap space benefits some other teams and some, some really good teams, and that is the Cincinnati Bengals now $72.8 million in cap space. Exactly. <laughs> so, uh, and this is a Cincinnati Bengals team that I think has what it needs uh, to, to win the Super Bowl next year, barring that Joe Burrow does stay healthy. Uh, but what does this mean for them? It means that they can keep wide receiver T. Higgins, um, whether it's uh, putting that franchise tag on him or working out a deal. But to have $72.8 million is pretty insane for a Cincinnati Bengals team that already is really well constructed. And again, like I said, if Joe Burrow can stay healthy the year before, it was the appendix, so it took him a good like four or five weeks to kind of uh, get healthy and play to his potential. And, of course, last season it was the strained calf, which really derailed uh, their season entire, entirely. So also it helps Kansas City. Why? Kansas City, not sure if they were going to be able to bring back Chris Jones, who is a real vital part of them winning another Super Bowl, and one of their defenders, Sneed. Now this increase, $30.6 million, now they'll be able to offer both those guys, um, I, I think, a very fair and solid contract to bring them back because as great as Patrick Mahomes is, uh, really, let's be honest, the reason Kansas City was able to make it to the postseason uh, and win the Super Bowl this year was because of their defense, in all honesty. And last but not least, how about this, Giants fans? The Washington Commanders have the most cap space. They have $87 million in cap space, the Washington Commanders, uh, on top of some really good draft capital because we know, uh, you know, Sam Howell obviously is not it. There's some talk and speculation that they're going to grab a quarterback in the draft. So just to kind of give you an idea of, you know, what this move means in regard to cap space in the NFL for, again, the Jets, $15 million in cap space, the Giants, $32 million in cap space. Uh, and, and a number of teams obviously benefiting from this move. Uh, we'll open up the phone lines, 800-919-3776. I, I know many had this conversation with Dan before, of course, we kicked off this show. And, you know, obviously the quarterback topic for both these teams, uber important, but in, in two different ways, right? Like, as we know, the Jets, they have Aaron Rodgers. Expectation is that he's healing well from that Achilles. He's going to come back. Hopefully he can stay healthy. Um, obviously this cap space opens up things for the Jets. This way we know that they need to improve that offensive line, especially for a 41-year-old Aaron Rodgers coming off of Achilles surgery. They're going to have to keep him healthy. So that's going to be a big part of it. But just in case, <laughs> right? Like, uh, you know, don't want to be a negative Nelly. Don't want to, you know, throw out those negative vibes. But just in case something does happen to Aaron Rodgers, you know, obviously, and Woody Johnson said this a few weeks ago, uh, need to have better backup quarterback play. So who are some of those quarterbacks that are out there that potentially could be available for, um, for the Jets? Uh, you know, there are a number of quarterbacks out there in free agency. Kirk, Kirk 
Kirk Cousins, uh, Ryan Tannehill, Jacoby Brissett, uh, Trubisky, Tyrod Taylor, Marcus Mariota, Sam Darnold, Drew Locke, Baker Mayfield, uh, Gardner Minshew, Teddy Bridgewater, uh, Joe Flacco, who did some amazing things for the Cleveland Browns this season, that's for sure. Um, Joshua Dobbs, who started a few games for the Minnesota Vikings this season. But realistically, you're looking at this, you're looking at this list, and, and let's be honest, there's quite a few of them who would not be willing to come to the Jets as a backup, right? Um, those that, you know, I, I feel that are looking to possibly stay with their teams or go somewhere else to be a starter, definitely Kirk Cousins, right? Definitely Kirk Cousins. But who would be able to come to the Jets an organization and accept that backup role to Aaron Rodgers. I think Jacoby Brissett, realistically, I really love Gardner Minshew. He was able to step in and, and do some good things for, uh, for that Colts team um, with Anthony Richardson uh, out for the season. Tyrod Taylor, I don't know if he leaves the Giants. Um, only time will tell. Not sure if Ryan Tannehill is willing to accept a backup role. I mean, I think that he should. Uh, but again, you know, you want to bring a player in who knows his role and knows what is going to be expected of him and not have him come in, you know, wanting to, to be a starter in the NFL. For example, Jameis Winston is another guy. Jameis Winston came out this week and said, my goal is I feel that I still have the capability of being a starting quarterback in, this, in, in, in the NFL and helping a team reach and achieve their goal to potentially win a Super Bowl. You know, the Jets, you don't, you don't necessarily, you don't want a guy like that in your quarterback room. You want a guy to come in and say, all right, this is, and let's be honest, it's not half, it's not half, the, it's a really good job to have. Um, you know, but, you know, you, you're talking about a player who needs to eat some humble pie, you know, because uh, a number of these guys obviously came into the league with the aspirations of being a starting quarterback in the NFL. Um, you know, do they still feel that they're a top 32? If they do, understandably so. You want to have belief in yourself. You don't want to give up your dream. But then there's guys out there that I think have accepted the fact that they're not a top 32. They could come in and back up Aaron Rodgers. And, and again, I, I think those guys are more like the Jacoby Brissett, the Gardner Minshew, the Tyrod Taylor, the Marcus Mariota. I don't, I don't believe Ryan Tannehill has accepted the fact that he's a backup quarterback. Um, Trubisky, I don't expect him to be back with uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Could that be a guy that could come in? I, I think so. Uh, not a big fan of Marcus Mariota. Um, and, and again, Baker Mayfield, you were able to see what he was able to do with the Tampa Bay Bucks. I don't think he's a guy who's willing to come in and, and accept a backup role with the Jets. So you've got to take that into consideration. But I think that is... You know, but outside of the offensive line, and I've said this time and time again, I think the backup quarterback should be such an, especially for a team whose expectation is to make it to the postseason, let alone potentially win a Super Bowl, I think you have to have more value and more weight on your backup quarterback, especially after this season. What, we had 19, right, 19 starting quarterbacks that missed time this season in the NFL. I mean, that's just ridiculous. So, and again, especially if you're a team that you have high aspirations expectations uh to to make it to the postseason that is a position that you need to put more value in and you need to invest in and i feel that it's going to be really really important for the jets as for the giants this is a much more interesting conversation to have 
because, um, again, I am a big Daniel Jones fan, but not sure if he's going to be ready to start the season. That's for sure. And even if he is, let's say, physically cleared, we got some Giants fans here, even if he is physically cleared, you know, how confident are you that he's going to be able to stay healthy this season? I know, you're not. I know, there's very, <laughs> and rightfully so, right? Because he, he, has, he, he does have injury history. And it's not just the knee now, it's also the neck, the spine, all the things. So, you know, what should the Giants do? I, I truly believe that they need to have a quarterback that they feel confident in that they can start outside of Daniel Jones and bring in and win football games. Is that Jimmy Garoppolo? I know there's some talk and speculation there. Are there some other quarterbacks that you can bring in as starters? Because, again, Daniel Jones isn't going to be ready. But also, this is an organization, in my opinion, that needs to start looking for the future. And I've been talking about this for months now. I think Drake May is one of the best quarterbacks to come out of college football in a long time. I think, it, I think Drake May, and, and to, to use the analogies, um, think Justin Herbert, if not better. Think Justin Herbert and Matthew Stafford combined. I think Drake May is a special quarterback. I think he's better. I think he will be better than Caleb Williams. And I think that is a quarterback that if, the talk and speculation is that Caleb Williams is going to go number one overall. I think that this Giants team could potentially trade up and, and get a Drake May at two or possibly three. I, so a few things here. Number one, I do believe that Drake May is going to be the number one quarterback taken when it's all said and done. We're, we're, just, we're a week away. Next week is the combine. That's, I think that's when we're going to see things change. That's when we're going to hear a lot, of, a lot more talk about Drake May. Um, and um, and we're going we're gonna to hear a lot more talk about Drake May. Right now, you could wager, by the way. I'm always going to refer to the wagering. Right now, Drake May is 5-1 to one to go as the number one quarterback selected in the NFL draft. Okay? Next week, we got the NFL Combine. Scouts, general managers, head coaches, they're going to be, you know, these quarterbacks are going to be strutting them, their stuff. Also, they're going to be meeting with teams, agents, scouts, and, and talk. You know, nobody's going to want to show their hands. There's going to be some talk and speculation out there now. Drake May may go number one. Who knows? You know, the Bears haven't decided what are they going to do with Justin Fields. Are they going to trade him? Are they going to keep him? Are they going to go with the quarterback? Are they going to trade that number one pick? And in the next few weeks, watch. Watch what's going to happen. There's going to be more talk and more speculation that Drake May is going to be, you know, uh, taken over Caleb Williams. If I was a general manager, that would be my main goal. I'd want to go after Drake May. That's how phenomenal I think this young man is. And I, I, I I think the Giants need to be kicking the can and having that discussion for the future of their franchise and the future of their organization moving forward. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. 
With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And... Boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. I like Daniel Jones. I mean, everybody likes the unknown better than what we know because they have people, oh, we know Daniel Jones isn't that good. Daniel Jones two years ago was pretty doggone good. So, again, and he's still a young quarterback, and he had no help last year, and things went awry, and they got hurt. So everybody everybody likes the, the option that we don't know anything about better than the, the player we have. They all think this option we don't know a lot about is going to be great, and with time and time out, time and time out, it turns out to be some of those quarterbacks, and a lot of these guys were never nothing special once I got into the NFL. I just believe that Daniel Jones is the right man for the job, and i got to get either Malik Neighbors or a Romo Dunes. They'd help out at wide receiver, and that would be the best option at six. As Mel Kuyper, uh, obviously uh, he loves him some Daniel Jones. Listen, so do I. I'm still, I'm still a Daniel Jones uh, supporter in a, in a big way. Um, just, you know, m- m- the big thing for me is not necessarily his play it's it's his health and can he stay healthy and that's a really big concern but and i was just talking about it with ray and and joe and harvey feel free to chime in here phone lines are open guys 800-919-3776 um i don't believe that the giants will ever be in this type of situation before will they'll be drafting six with some draft capital where they could pounce and move up and get a and get a quarterback of caliber of a Drake May or a Caleb Williams, if you're out there and you know, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm more, I just, I think Drake May is going to be spectacular. So I just don't think the giants are going to be in this situation. Like, you know, they're at six. So what would that take? You know, there's some talk. Insp- I've been reading like, you know, like dra- quote unquote draft experts say, okay, well, <laughs> What would it what would it take for the for the Giants to move up, right? Um, obviously, they would have to you know give up that six to, to move up to, to one and three second round draft picks. Um, is that too much to give up? I don't think so, especially a guy like Drake May. So oh um, no, I mean, for what this team needs, they just they need so much. They need guards. They need another wide receiver, quarterback. Maybe you need another another slot corner or cornerback. It's I, unless you really like really head over heels for the guy, then I can understand it. But they just need so much. 
I, I, understand, I understand that they need so much, but, I, you know, I, I say this time and time again. Quarterback, to me, is the most important position in all of professional sport. So now you've got, you've got Daniel Jones with some big-time health issues moving forward, can't stay healthy, and an opportunity to really pounce on a, on, on a spectacular quarterback that you can have for the future because you're sitting at six. So, you know, I, I would love to see the Giants do it. I would love to see the Giants do it. What say you? 800-919-3776. Let's go to Ralph in New Jersey. Ralph, welcome in. Hey, Anita, how are you? Great, thank you. Um, so about the Drake May thing, I've been listening to you forever. I'm a huge fan, and I appreciate everything you do. Um, you've been on this Drake May bandwagon forever, and I completely agree. I was all aboard with Daniel Jones. I mean, so much so the rest of my family fought me on it. And then um, leading up to this year, my brother bought me a Daniel Jones jersey as an apology because he started believing. But now with the injuries and everything else, it's time to move on. You got a chance to get a guy like Drake May. I mean, doesn't he compare to someone like an Andrew Luck without the hype in terms of size, ability, strength, arm talent, everything above? More like a a Justin Herbert. More like a Justin Herbert. Okay. Um, Okay, so if you had... If you had to pick between Justin Herbert and Andrew Luck, I mean, what would you take? I mean, it's hard to project because obviously Justin Herbert hasn't been around for a while and Indianapolis ruined Andrew Luck's career. But, you know, what would you – I mean, Giants have number six and number 39, I believe. Yeah, you know, again, I I just – I don't anticipate the Giants to be as bad as they were this last season, right? Um, But wouldn't you give up the six and the 39? And then maybe next year's second. Well, what, Drake May so you know, so so draft quote unquote draft experts who you know know what the value is with each pick and and so on and so forth. And thank you for the phone call, Ralph. Appreciate it. Say that it would probably take the Giants giving up giving up the the, the, the six to move up to one, obviously switching spots, and then giving up and give up three and giving up three second round draft picks. Yeah, so so it would include that second round draft pick from this year and then the next two years. I don't, I personally, again, I just love Drake May. Um, I think he's absolutely spectacular. So to me, you know, to me that would be worth it. Um, maybe Giants fans out there feel that that would be too much. Let's go to Aton, uh, calling in from Riverdale. Yeah, I just don't. I don't see Chicago, Washington, or the Patriots having any incentive to get rid of that pick since they all three need quarterbacks. I don't see any reason why they would do that. They badly need quarterbacks. And the other thing is, I'm wondering if it's worth... But but hold on, hold on, hold on, one second, one second. Um, They badly need quarterbacks, but there's some really good quarterbacks in this draft, and probably not all scouting departments or general managers are going to be as high on Drake May as, you know, many people feel that Caleb Williams is the best quarterback in this draft. So, you know, if you're, you know, if, if you're Chicago, you know, you can, you can wheel and deal, or you're Washington, you can wheel and deal, and, you know, if, if, if the Giants or another team are going after a quarterback that you don't want. I don't think Washington's making a trade with the Giants. I don't, I don't, I haven't seen it in my lifetime, and I don't expect to see it at all it's just too close but that's just me um I, I i'm wondering if see i think daniel jones is finished i think he's totally damaged goods 
And I think it doesn't matter because uh, unless they have a totally fixed the offensive line, I don't think he's, he's, he's particularly effective anyway. So I'm wondering, I'm wondering if what do you think for $1 million to take a flyer out? And the guy had a good year no matter what anyone says, Russell Wilson. Oh, boy. Um, no. I, I you know. here's the thing with, you know, it's interesting. I just, I I just don't know if Russell Wilson still loves football and still wants to play football. You know, you know, you can measure, you can measure so much in, in regard to analytics and statistics and whatnot, you know, but you, you can't measure a player's heart or desire to continue to to really and I'm I'm sure he loves football I'm sure he enjoys playing football but all that it goes into the sacrifices that you have to make to be a really good quarterback in the NFL and there's several sacrifices you have to make I just don't know if Russell Wilson still has that desire and that need um to do all the things that he needs to do to be a top quarterback in the NFL. I, I, I just, I, I don't feel it. I, I don't feel that he does. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Without further ado, Joe Wiz joins us now here on 98.7 ESPN, his own gambling show. Joe, um... Let the folks know when and how they can they can tune in. Hi, Anita. Thanks for having me back on. I'm on every Saturday morning at 8 a.m. We've uh, been celebrating March Madness since uh, January, but we're excited that it's finally here. Uh, it's going to be the next Friday, the 1st of March, as everybody knows. And, of course, on Twitter and Instagram, they can catch me at uh, Joe with Sports. I always put out some free pics on there as well. Fantastic. All right. Well, let's start right there. Uh, I know we're, we're going to dabble in a little bit of everything today, but let's start with college basketball. Uh, so um, I, I was all over Houston. I still am, although Baylor is making this a good one. Uh, this is the first time that Baylor has been a home dog in five years. Houston minus two and a half. That's who I took right now. About 10 minutes left in the second. Uh, Houston is up 50 to 44. Just FYI. Uh, a little bit later on this afternoon, Washington going up against Arizona. Uh, that is at 2 o'clock. But a more important game coming your way at 2 o'clock is Duke going up against Wake Forest. Now, Wake Forest, they are on the bubble right now, right? 
uh, if they they need a real solid victory against Duke at home, and they're 14 and 0 at home, shooting 42 percent from uh, from behind the arc. So I actually I like Wake Forest today. Or, or do you have a play in this matchup? Yeah, when you take a look at it, Duke has been playing really well. I mean, you know it's a big rivalry as well, other than North Carolina. Wake Forest is right in their backyard as well. It's very rare to see uh, Duke as an underdog uh, uh, and on the road at Wake Forest. Yeah, this is the time of the year where there's a lot of teams that are on the bubble, and um, I expected this line to be at a pick em. Uh, I've seen at Wake Forest now a two-and-a-half or three-point favorite. I do like Wake and Eater, but I would only play them on the money line. I wouldn't lay any points to Duke. I think this game's going to be a very close game similar to this Baylor-Houston game. Uh, I, like, uh, I like Wake Forest, but only on the money line. Uh, Alabama going up against Kentucky. Tip-off is at 4 o'clock. I do like Kentucky here. Their defense only allowing 65 points per game. They're 12-4 and four straight up at home. Again, shooting lights out from behind the arc. And Alabama not as great on the road offensively as they are at home. So I'm, I'm leaning towards Kentucky. Are you? You know, Anita, this is a really high total of this game here. It's 175 is the total, which is yeah. a very high total in college basketball. And when you take a look at Alabama, Anita, in four of their last five games, they've scored 98 points, 100 points, 109, and 99. Calipari is certainly going to have to come up with a defensive game plan. And Rupp Arena is not what it used to be here. As you mentioned, they've already had four losses at home, and they've lost to Gonzaga, Tennessee. They lost to Florida in overtime. And in the early part of the season, they lost to UNC Wilmington. Um, Alabama's overachieving this year. Nobody expected head coach Nate Oates to be as good as they are, but they've won seven of eight. They're in first place right now, but I'm looking for the uh, Cats to rebound. I'm going to lay the two points. Kentucky uh, minus two. Uh, I prefer to do the money line on Kentucky. I think their defense will figure out a way to slow down Alabama because Alabama has been shooting lights out. Kentucky in a small spot over Alabama. And then, of course, uh, later on tonight, a big one with Villanova going up against UConn. UConn coming off of a disappointing loss to Creighton um, and looking to bounce back. Uh, in, any play in that one later on tonight? Yeah, you take a look at the lines, 11 and a half, and the, uh, it's, it's a really high number here. When they met, these two teams met on January 20th, uh, UConn won the game. It was a nail-biter. It was 66 to 65. Um, UConn wins on their defense, Anita. And, um, you know, the, uh, un- seven of the last ten meetings between UConn and Villanova have gone under the total. So I prefer to take a look at the total scheme here and go under between UConn and Villanova. Right now the total is at 132 and a half, 133. Um, I think that uh, UConn's defense is going to come out here and, I still think they're the best team in the country. All right, before we start talking some hockey, uh, is do you have a favorite play in, uh, in men's college basketball today? Yeah, I actually put it up on Twitter, at Joe with Sports. I goes out to the Mountain West. I've uh, been concentrating on this conference quite often. The Colorado State Rams are taking on UNLV. Uh, it's an important game for the Rebels, okay? Colorado State uh, right now is at 20-7, and 8-6 and six in the conference. Uh, UNLV has played fairly well against uh, Colorado State, and the Rams have struggled on the road, Anita. Colorado State's 14-1 at home, but they're just 3-6 and six on the road. UNLV? Um, they've won six of the last seven games. This line's a pick them, uh, but if you know if the line was any different, uh, they are they are eight and two against the spread in the last ten against Colorado State. I look for the Rebels in this game to knock off Colorado State and keep their slim hopes alive to make it to the NCAA tournament because right now there are five teams in the uh, Mountain West that are all on the bubble uh, that are you know trying to get in there. Only maybe three or four of them might get in there. Utah State, you got Boise, uh, you got San Diego State, Nevada, maybe more than that. But um, I like UNLV to knock off the Rams at a pick 'em. 
Uh, Joe Wiz joining us here on 98.7 ESPN. Again, you can tune in to him every Saturday morning at 8 a.m. Uh, with his gambling show. Uh, let's turn our attention to what's going on on the ice. Again, I'm coming to you live from the park at UBS Arena, presented by Northwell as the Islanders getting ready to take on, of course, the Tampa Bay Lightning. We'll get to that game in just a second. Uh, but let's kick it off with the New Jersey Devils hosting the Montreal Canadiens on the puck line. Uh, they are plus 105. I do like the Devils. I'm willing to lay that. Canadians continue to stumble. They're, uh, they're a very young squad. They've lost four games in a row, also four of their last five road games, and they've given up 25 goals in their last six games. So I like the Devils here. What say you? Yeah, I don't um, – so the Devils have been a little bit inconsistent to me. They got pushed around by the Rangers on Thursday night. Um, I like the over in this game here. Um, I don't trust Montreal. Montreal, as you said, is one of the worst teams in the NHL. Uh, I look for the Devils to rebound, but I just don't trust them. The, the Devils do go off over quite often. They've gone over 32 times this year, just 23 unders. Um, so I, I do like the over. I think that the Devils will be able to put some goals up against the Canadians and uh, look for it to be a lopsided scoring affair over those to play. And like I said, I'm coming to you live from the UBS Arena where the Islanders are going to be hosting the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, you can bet on the Islanders on the money line at minus 105. And I do like them. Listen, Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay they, they've been struggling uh, as of late. They've lost three consecutive games. And, uh, and I do believe the Islanders bring it home tonight. You've got to play in this one? Yeah, when you take a look at it, you've mentioned Tampa struggling right now, and this is a really important game. It's almost a bubble game, and I know it's only it's late February in the NHL. We still got time to go here, but right now um, they occupy the second and final spot in the wild card with 65 points in either. And there are several teams that have 60 points, including the Islanders, the Caps, and the New Jersey Devils. So a lot of these teams are facing must-win situations, even though it's late February. And the Islanders' schedule gets really tough the next five games in here. We're going to find out what they're all about here. They got to play at Dallas. They're going to go play Detroit. Then they come home and play Boston, first place Boston, but not, and then they have to take on St. Louis. Tampa, I, I'm not sure what to expect with them. They've given up 18 goals in, either, in three games. It's just very uncharacteristic here. Um, so I like the over in this game here. I'm expecting uh, Islanders to score some goals here. Uh, I'm going over the play. Is my play six and a half goals. I'm playing over between Tampa and Islanders. Uh, the goalie situation for Tampa right now is not good. 18 goals in three games, that's a lot of goals. All right, so you like the over in both the Devils and the Islanders game. By the way, the Rangers taking on the Flyers. You'll be able to listen to that game right here on 98.7 ESPN. Coming your way at 3 o'clock. Uh, we sign off at 2.30 heading into your Rangers pregame show. So with that being said, uh, this is a Rangers team that you can get on the money line at minus 135 going up against the Flyers. This is going to be a great game. As we know, two of the best teams in the Metropolitan Division and uh, the Flyers looking to step up on their home ice. And the Rangers, they've been rolling as of late. It's going to be a really good one to watch and to listen to right here on 98.7 ESPN. How are you playing this one, Joe? Anita, at the beginning of the season, I said there's only one team that has a chance of bringing a parade to New York, and that's the Rangers. I'm sticking to my guns here. Rangers are right now the hottest team in any sports franchise right now. They've won nine in a row. Igor Shosturkin struggled a little bit, but now he's been playing lights out. And, uh, you know, they've, they, during this winning streak, the uh, Rangers have uh, outscored their opponents 39-18. to 18. 
and uh, they've won, they're won nine in a row. They're going for ten in a row. If they can go for ten in a row, that's only happened twice with this franchise back in 72-73 season and in the 1939-1940. Rangers have dominated the Phillies in the past, eight of ten. The Phil, the Phillies, I should say the Flyers, they've dominated the Flyers, eight of ten meetings going back there. Flyers are overachieving this year. They weren't supposed to be as good as they are. But uh, right now, the Rangers are the best team in hockey right now, better than the Boston Bruins, who they trail by just one point for the overall number one seed in the East. I've been looking for the Rangers to extend their winning streak. I'm laying the juice. I'm taking the Rangers to go for 10 in a row. Let's go, Rangers. There we go. Uh, Before we let you go, let's talk some NBA. And we've got three games on the slate tonight. Orlando Magic going up against the Detroit Pistons. I do like the the Magic in this matchup. Uh, Laying the eight. Uh, you've got the Nets going up against the Minnesota Timberwolves, who I thought would beat the Bucks last night. They did not. Timberwolves favored by eight at home. And then, of course, the big one at the Garden tonight. Tip-off is at 8.40 p.m. And the Knicks hosting the Boston Celtics. The Knicks getting six. The over-under is 223.5 here. I just think the Knicks, you know, obviously with so many injuries in Boston with really nearly none uh, I would lay the six with Boston. I think Boston wins here, even though I think it's going to be a really, really fun matchup to watch. Uh, I think they, uh, I think they cover towards the end. How are you playing this one, Joe? Yeah, they've met three times this season. Either Boston has won all three, but the first meeting uh, back on October 25th, uh, you know, Boston won the game 108-104. I wish the Knicks were healthy. They're not, so we got to deal with what we have. Um, and the one thing we do know about the Knicks is, though, uh, is that they go under a lot, Anita. They uh, 22 overs, 33 unders, which means 60% of the time they go under. And 14 of the last 18 games that the Knicks have played have gone under the total. I've been bribing the Knicks under all season long, and I'm going to continue to do so. Even with the Celtics in town and being healthy, Celtics are just a 500 team with totals, 27 overs, 28 unders. And the Celtics can't be trusted, even though they have the best record in the NBA, Anita. They're just 25 and 28 and 3 against the spread. Um, I'm expecting a close game, but I prefer the total under. Under as my official play under in this matchup between the Celtics and Knicks. Yeah, listen, I, you know, I, I can see that happening as well. And the over-under, by the way, is 223 and a half uh, because with Holiday and White, uh, you know, two, they just they're able to, you know, to, to defend extremely well. And, and I think they're, they're, re- they're really going to give Brunson some fits today. So actually, I, yeah. I, I, do, I, I do like Brunson under 27 and a half points because I think he's going to have a tough time with Holiday and, and White defending him. Yeah, and Anita, I think Thibodeau finally got the team that he wants. I know that some of the guys are injured, but he's implementing that defensive scheme. Defense is what wins games in the championships, okay? All these high-scoring teams that you see during the regular season, they're all going to settle down once the playoffs start, and it's going to come down to defense, and let's hope that the Knicks get healthy. But right now, Knicks have begun under 14 of the last 18 games, so the safer play without knowing all the injuries, we know some of the injuries, but we don't know everything. Um, I prefer to take a shot with the total under 60% is a good ratio for me and either fantastic all right joe thank you so much for spending time with us as you always do on saturday again you can listen to joe's show every saturday morning at 8 a.m joe thank you so much enjoy the rest of your your saturday afternoon you got it robert half research indicates nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring if you have open roles chances are you're feeling this too that's why you need robert half our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary ai to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. 
At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7. ESPN. We're out here while we're out here at the park at UBS Arena presented by Northwell. Yeah, we're going to be doing hockey, especially as folks are just uh, walking into, of course, uh, the Islanders game, getting ready to take on the Tampa Bay Lightning. So um, so really, really a fun time out here. If, if you haven't been out here, you really need to check it out. It's awesome. They've got a beer garden. Um, they've got two uh, skating rinks. You can come out here. You can rent skates. You could bring your own skates. Uh, they've got a lot going on, a lot to do prior to, um, thank you, prior to, of course, uh, the game. So make sure you do that. Uh, by the way, uh, Baylor making this a tight one, Ray. Uh-oh. Um, <laughs> about three minutes left in the second. Houston is up 62 to 59. Again, took Houston minus two and a half before the game, hopefully. Uh, they can cover that spread. Also, Florida up on Vandy, 35 to 20. In just a few minutes, about eight minutes, you got Washington and Arizona tipping off, as well as Duke and Wake Forest. Like I said, I am on Wake Forest. Wake Forest, their backs are on the wall. They are like on the bubble uh, in regard to uh, whether or not they're going to get into the big dance or not. They need a win today on their home court against Duke in order to solidify an invite. Uh, to the NCAA tournament. So I'm expecting a big game from Wake Forest today. Again, those games tipping off at 2 o'clock this afternoon. 800-919-3776, the phone number. Uh, I got Ray out here producing. We've got, of course, uh, Joe and Harvey back in the warm studios, although it, 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 has, it actually has been quite nice out here. It's really a beautiful day. But so, guys... I, I just I want to throw this. This is really interesting because we're talking about gambling. We just had Joe Wiz on, right? Uh, I just got back from Bristol. I was up in Bristol for two days uh, hosting Tyler's, uh, I don't know, uh, he's a world traveler. I don't know. I think he's in Hawaii right now. So I was up there hosting ESPN Bet the last two days. And so the Spurs played two nights in a row. And so Wimby, Wimbenyama, his his total for blocks and steals for like months has been three and a half. The odds makers have it at three and a half. So I've been playing the over in three and a half blocks and steals for Wimby pretty much all season long. And it's been an ATM. It like it cashes out every game. So just about uh, two weeks ago when his minute total now is, he, you know, he's, he's pretty much at 30 minutes um, a game. Prior to that, you know, they were taking it easy on the rookie coming in. You know, he was playing some nights he was playing 22 minutes, 23 minutes, 25 minutes, but rarely was he playing 30 minutes. But now that he's, you know, second quote unquote, second half of the season after the All-Star break, he's now averaging 30, if not more minutes a game. He's definitely coming to his own. He's feeling more confident about himself. You know, he's gotten into the feel and the vibe of, of the NBA. So now that totals come up to four and a half, right? So now the over-under total for Wimby's Blocks and steals in a game is four and a half. I'm still playing it. The last two games, 
five blocks, five steals a game. Unbelievable, right? So first part of this conversation is continue to play that bad boy over blocks and steals for Wimby each and every time the Spurs play. I'm telling you, cash money, okay? So there's that. Now, here's where I want to throw this towards you guys, and you tell me what you think. There are three things certain in life, death, taxes, and the fact that Wimby is going to win Rookie of the Year. Are we all in agreement that if the season was to end today for him, let's just say hypothetically speaking, he gets injured. Don't you feel that he still wins Rookie of the Year? Are we all, are, are we all in agreement there? I'm not. I, I would take Holmgren. What? I would take Stop. Holmgren. Better team. And he's shown that you want to talk about making the adjustment. He was really skinny at Gonzaga, and there were real question marks on whether he could transfer his game from college to pro. I'm really liking what I'm seeing out of Chet, and I would go Chet right now, actually, for Rookie of the Year. Stop it. Stop it. Wemby maybe for Defensive Player of the Year because, like you were saying, with the blocks and steals, I mean, he's doing stuff that no one's doing. So, But I would do that for uh, – for Defensive Player of the Year for Wemby. So I'm, I'm looking here. I'm trying to see if I think the awards have been taken down. That's kind of weird. Um, so so here, so here's where I was going. See, I, I think it's a no-brainer. I think for sure he runs Rookie of the Year. So, so here's the thing. He's minus 600. Last night when I checked, again, it's, it's off the board right now. I'm not sure why. But last night when I checked, uh, Wemby was minus 600. To win Rookie of the Year. So what does that mean? For every $1 million you put down, you win back $167,000. Again, for me, I think it's a no-brainer. I think it's an, an absolute lock that he wins Rookie of the Year. So if you have, like, if you have, like, Drake money floating around, right, where he's, like, throwing millions of dollars on, on everything and anything he can, um, are you making that wager? But obviously, Joe, you wouldn't. You're saying no because you're going to go with Holmgren. Yeah, so I'll go Holmgren. So obviously you would. But Harvey, would you? Well, first of all, Harvey, do you agree or you agree with me or you agree, agree with Joe? Like I think it's a. I think it's like death and taxes. I think it's a lock that Wimby wins Rookie of the Year. I won't say death and taxes, but it's pretty much as close as that as can be. I think if anything, whether I think he's met the hype per se, even though the Spurs overall stink, but just him alone and what he's done. I mean, what was it, five, something that he did last night? Five, five, five blocks, five steals. He's done it two nights in a row. Yeah, I mean. It's just ridiculous. He's, he's a freak. So He's yeah. a freak. See I, see, I think Gobert is, is going to win uh, Defensive Player of the Year. I, I, don't think, I, don't think, I don't think Wimby is. I think Gobert is going to win it. But um, anyway, I, I just think it's <laughs> – I mean, this conversation kind of falls by the wayside if, if, if Joe truly feels that, that – ho- Holmgren is is going to uh, is, is going to win Rookie of the Year. Yeah, you, you have you, my, my point being is you have to be like uber confident, I, and and I truly feel like even like let's just say if Wimby even gets gets injured now, I, I still think he wins it. That's how good I think he is. But um, but again, just to share those numbers with you, for every one million dollars you put down right now at minus 600 for him to win rookie of the year you win back 167 166 167 million dollars and you could be saying anita good thing that you're good good <laughs> yeah you do that you do that i love that you're walking around with that kind of cash man um 
And I'm sure folks out there going, wow, I'm glad that you're not my investment consultant, Anita. Could you imagine me calling somebody and saying, hey, I've got a really good investment for you here. Every $1 million you put down, you get back 167000 on Wimby. Yeah, you're fired. You're fired with that type of return. 